tell me a little bit about yourself, your background. Tell me about what you were doing before you came to ITS America and what you've been involved with in your career. Well, you know, I've been really lucky, and thank you for taking time, by the way, to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Um, so I came here from America's Natural Gas Alliance, where built uh, what was called ANGA, what is called ANGA from the ground up. We did work in 22 states, and that was about natural gas deployment and uh, basically getting it out of the ground. Secondarily, uh, I came there from the United States Telecom Association, where I worked in broadband deployment. Before that, American Trucking Associations, where I worked with the truckers, love the truckers. And before that, CBS News, where I was in New York and D.C., covering two presidents and issues and great stories all over the country. So I actually feel really honored to be here. Um, I said this morning, this to me has two really important facets to it. The first is that I think it's a good juxtaposition of my background here, brings kind of everything together in one place. And then secondarily, my family has a transportation background. So this is kind of carrying on my father's work to a degree. Tell us a little bit about your dad's background in transportation. I will, and he would love that. Thank you for asking. So he was the, he is the longest-serving Arkansas Highway Commissioner. He served uh, on the commission for about 20 years and was appointed by then-Governor Clinton at the time. So I told the story this morning. At the time, there's where I'm from is the northwest corner of Arkansas. So there are little towns, Bentonville, probably heard of a little company called Walmart. Uh, below that, Lowell, little company, J.B. Hunt Transport. Springdale, Arkansas, where I was raised, a little company called Tyson's Chicken, and then south of there, the University of Arkansas. And at the time my father was appointed the Highway Commission, it really was connected to the rest of the world by a two-lane pig trail. And I-40, of course, ran east and west across the state. So at that time, the governor said, for there to be economic development in the upper northwest corner, we need transportation development. So that's what my father did. So now I-49, what's the I-49 is now the road. There's a tunnel called the Bobby Hopper Tunnel that uh, connects two ends of it together. He's very proud of that and I'm very proud for him. So we were the family that kind of grew up at Thanksgiving talking about the Highway Trust Fund. <laughs> so I kind of had that in my background. He was also the local Ford dealer. So not only did he build the roads that folks drove on, he sold the vehicles that people drove on the roads. Now, with only 11 days under your belt so far, there's a lot to absorb. How have you been trying to get up to speed with all that's going on in the world of intelligent transportation? Well, you know, one of the good things is there are a lot of people like you who talk about it, right? And so there are a lot of resources for people to go on and try to figure out what is ITS. I had a reporter ask me today, I've been talking about it all day and I still don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm listening and I'm learning and I'm reading and I'm talking with people and trying to get my feet on the ground and figure out, you know, from the outsider's perspective, because sometimes when you come in, it's nice to be the outsider, right? You get to look at things clean and fresh and say, well, what do you see and what do you not see? And that's really sort of where ITS now, it's on the cusp, both as an association, ITS America, but also ITS is the technology and the applications that are out making these advancements for the critical infrastructure problems that we have now. So I'm trying to figure out now, like, where do we go from here? And my job will be taking what the membership of ITS America says, what the leaders in the industry say, and executing on that vision. So I don't know what that is right now, but certainly those discussions are going to be happening over the next few months. I'm just thrilled to be able to be a part of it. Now, anytime somebody comes into an organization new, they come in with their own ideas. They come in, obviously, with their own background. What are some of the ideas that you have that you'd like to see, that you'd like to work toward when it comes to ITS America? 
Well, so I am, I'm one of these people who's very fact-driven, so I like to know all the facts. But secondarily, I like to be collective in approach. So it's a greater public engagement. So, you know, I look at the spectrum issue now, and I know we don't want to talk too much about policy, but when you, when you look at the spectrum issue, you say it's a balance of, well, what should that spectrum be used for? And the broadband carriers who I've worked with before say, well, we need more, we need more spectrum. We need to be able to deliver more Wi-Fi. We need the spectrum. The ITS folks are saying, well, that was dedicated to us, and we're building technology around that. And so we should be able to use that because that's where it has always sat. So if you're outside and you don't know, like I'm kind of the outsider and I'm looking, you have to be able to understand both sides of the equation. So from my perspective, one of the things that I like to do is explain and draw people in to where they have knowledge to make decisions. So what is ITS? What does that mean? What does it mean for me as a consumer? What does it mean for me as a policymaker? To where then when all of these issues get debated, people have a foundation upon which to make a decision. So those are the things that I enjoy. So in coming into this, I would like to see an ability to be able to talk about this more to a broader audience. As you've been walking around this annual meeting here in Pittsburgh and people come up to talk to you, what are some of the issues that are most pressing to them that you're hearing from the members of ITS America? Well, of course, everyone's concerned about reauthorization. I mean, as just a pure substantive issue. I mean, what is this, 33, 34 times it's been kicked down the road? And, you know, you see it really now coming to a critical need for there to be decision-making. And yesterday, of course, we heard from Representative Schuster, who's chairman of the Transportation Infrastructure Committee, and this is a very difficult issue. What is it, close to $100 billion we need just to keep the roads that we have up to date now um, with a crumbling infrastructure. So one of the things I think that's important about ITS is it's an overlay technology that can really doesn't require additional infrastructure to be developed and deployed and utilized. So there's that. And I would have to say most people are concerned about that because where do we go from here, right? Secondarily, the spectrum issue is really important from a substantive perspective. And then third, it is this, wow, people are really listening to us now. You know, we've sat back here and developed these technologies, and we want people to understand what they are. One of the questions that was asked in the, in the uh, panel yesterday with the state DOT CEOs was, do you communicate to your audiences what your technology, your ITS technology does? And I had written that question down for Kirk Style to ask, and he asked it because I wanted to see what they said. And you saw what they basically said, which was, well, we probably don't do as much of that as what we should. So from my perspective, it's like I want to go out and sing, sing to the world, right? Talk about what this is to where they can, where folks can understand it. You mentioned this earlier. There has been a lot of news coverage about the state of the infrastructure in the United States when it comes to the transportation system, not just highways, but railroad lines, yeah. ports, et cetera. Do you think that that discussion boosts the opportunities to promote ITS because of the state of the infrastructure, or does it present more of a problem because there is that um, there's less of a tendency to want to expend uh, expend money to tax money to support various functions? A little bit of both. I see, yes, I think it provides an extraordinary opportunity to talk about ITS because again, you 
it helps advance the infrastructure this infrastructure that's already in place so yes perfect timing to talk about it secondarily because so much of this is now real it's being deployed and it's being used so for folks to understand that it is being deployed and being used and what it means for the infrastructure that's in place secondarily though yes i do think that there'll be discussions about you know it all comes down to what's the funding which again goes back to where we started on the reauthorization bill where are we going to be as a country when it comes to updating our transportation infrastructure? And that's everything from the surface infrastructure to all the modes that you talked about to the new technology. And I think that you see here, the thing that's extraordinary about ITS America is that it has that public-private partnership. So you see here the ability for both sides to sit down together to say, from a private perspective, what do you need public DOT to build upon what you have as you wait for the federal government to determine what that funding will look like. And it allows the DOT to say, private industry, here's what I need, right, or what my issues are as I wait on the federal government. So all of those things you mentioned are true, but it does present an extraordinary opportunity. One of the things that's different about ITS America is that it has various state chapters around the country. Are the issues different when it comes to ITS in different parts of the country? Have you had a chance to gauge that yet? Ask me that in a few ask me that in a few weeks, but you know, I think from the bigger global issues, no, it's probably all the same. It's the utilization, it's the deployment, it's the adaptation, it's the operation and management. All of those things are are provide a uniform set of, of issues to be you know, described state to state, though, you know, each state is different in the way in which they fund and the way which they utilize federal money. So that, you know, you can have some differences there. One of the things that I'm really excited about, because my background is in um, organizations that actually have strong chapter affiliates, is getting out with the chapters to understand what they're doing and what their resources are and who they deal with because in the end we can talk about Washington all we want but the real execution of these issues take place on the state and local levels so I want to be able to get out with those folks because you know we talk about grassroots that's grassroots. Regina thank you so much all the best in your new responsibilities. Thank you I really appreciate it.